Welcome to the Y2L podcast. Y2L is a movement of different churches, pastors, youth leaders that come together with one vision, to unite as one body, to make a change in this generation through the redeeming love of Jesus. Y2L sets out to do different events, conferences, youth rallies, worship night throughout different cities in the area. Y2O is located in South Texas, also known as the Rio Grande Valley. If you would like to know more about Y2O, if you would like to know about our upcoming events or simply join the vision and be part of the team, look for more information on our website, weareY20.com. Thank you and hope you enjoy this podcast. Welcome back another episode of Y2O. This is episode number two of season three. Hopefully you listened to our previous podcast and we're in a new series. This new series is all about how to create an event. And I know maybe you're not going to do an event. Maybe you're not in youth ministry. Maybe you're not doing anything regarding a ministry event. But this isn't just about creating an event. This is about taking the next step in life walking closer to your purpose maybe you're gonna get married maybe you're looking for a job maybe there's all these next steps in our lives and so we wanted to share five different things that have helped us as y2o as a team as we make these steps as we take these next decisions so hopefully these are helpful for you so thank you for listening one more time this is episode number two Episode number two. We believe these podcasts are going to be very helpful to you, but they're going to be even more helpful if you sit down and take some notes. If you're driving, please don't text and drive and take notes. But if you're able to, please sit down and write some notes. Okay, point number two, teamwork. And why too we talk about a lot about you're not alone, that, we're, that everyone needs someone that we are better together. I don't know what your next step is. I don't know if you really are planning a youth event or becoming more involved in youth ministry or getting married, getting a job, getting to school. I don't know exactly what your next step is. But regardless of what your next step is, you will need people. You will need people along the way to help you achieve that next goal, next step. And I want to talk about three types of people that you will need along the way. And I saw a post about this recently on Facebook that just really encouraged me. And and I, I had seen it before, but it just reminded me. And I think it's very helpful for this podcast. And the first type of person is, if you're able to write down this is, I want you to make like a, a chart with three boxes. And the first one is, you need a Paul. And please don't go look for on Facebook and find a Paul and Adam as a friend. That's not the person that I'm talking about. A Paul, and if you want to write a definition, is simply a mentor. Someone that will be there along the way, helping you grow, that will give you advice, wisdom, maybe will tell you the truth when something is not right. Someone that believes in you will pour out into your life. So that your goal and your purpose in God becomes a reality. 
and I have a mentor and we meet up from time to time and we just sit at a Starbucks and we just talk with him. I don't have to pretend I'm, I have it all figured out. I can tell my fears and my doubts and, and I can tell him about my plans and the good things that are happening. I can just be myself. And I know that he cares about me and that he wants to see me, he wants to see me grow and become the better, the best version of myself. Do you have someone like that in your life? So the first question I want to ask you, do you have a mentor? Do you have someone that you can trust? Someone that really is really pouring out into your life and, and pushing you closer to your purpose and to God? And if not, maybe it's time. The truth is, we all have dreams and plan. But one of the reasons why maybe things never happen is because we've shared the dreams with the wrong person. You know, I've been in rooms where someone shares their dream. I want to go to Harvard. I want to go to the best university. And the people around them, they laugh. Man, you can't even pass your ACTs. Or someone saying, I'm going to win a Grammy one day. And people around them, first record a CD or something, and then we'll, we'll, we'll see if you can win a Grammy. I want it off by telling you to let go of those comments. And just think of it as they didn't mean it. They didn't know. They didn't know what you were feeling. They didn't know how real it is to you to become that. That that's a dream that's in your heart and it's been there maybe for a long time now. And they didn't do it in a mean way or to really put you down. They just simply didn't understand it. So it's important to know who you're sharing your dreams with. Because either... They're going to, when you share your dreams, either they're going to believe it and they're going to encourage you and make and help you reach it, or they're going to put you down and make you feel like that dream should not even be a dream. And that's what a mentor does. It's able to hear your dreams and be honest with you. Maybe, you know, if that's what you're feeling to do, maybe there's different ways as to how you're supposed to do it. And they would just guide you and help you. But we all need a mentor. And hopefully you are able to find that in your pastor, you pastor. So if you're in a church, that those, your pastor and you pastor, they become your mentors. So look for them. Talk to them. Try to schedule meetings. Can we talk once a month? Or can we talk every so often? I just have all these plans. I'm, I want to get married in a couple of years with my fiance, my, my, me and my girlfriend, we were thinking of getting engaged and, or I'm thinking of changing jobs and because I don't feel too happy where I'm at. Uh, can I talk to you about it? And, or I, I, I want to do this event for youth and I just don't know if this would be the best way or I have different titles. Can I just sit with you and talk to you about it? Whatever your next step is, you need a mentor. Like I said, if you're already in a church, look for your pastors, look for youth pastors. Or maybe you're in industry, look for someone that's been doing business for a long time. Or if you're in different areas, just look for someone that has experience, that has wisdom, and that you know that would care enough about you to see you grow as well and would give you the resources that he has to help you become who you're supposed to be in God. So the first one is a mentor. So question is, write down, do you have a mentor? 
And if you do, write it down. And if you don't, put a question mark. Or write it down. Write down a line, leaving it blank. Number two, a Barnabas. Again, don't go look on Facebook for a Barnabas. But write down, a Barnabas is someone that you will be doing life together. You'll be in whatever next step you're doing. This is the people that are going to be really with you out there doing what you're supposed to be doing. So if you really are planning a youth event, you're going to need people to help you plan. You're going to need people that are going to go with you, shoes, shirts, colors, and and think of the design and think of the songs and, and think of what the theme of the conference will be. Whatever ideas and plans you need, you're going to need people to do it together with you. Or if you're getting married, your Barnabas becomes your partner, the person that you will marry. And you will do life together. Every big or small decision, you will do them together. And third, if you are in the job, your Barnabas, all those people that your co-workers, that you are working together to create a good business, create a profitable business. So in any of the three scenarios, Barnabas becomes someone that would really help you achieve your goal. It's going to be there with you. So I'm asking you, write down who are the people that you can really trust and the people that are going to be really there with you in the next step that you're thinking. And so if you're doing youth ministry, it's important that you choose the right people to do this with a lot of the reasons why it's hard to do ministry or sometimes events don't happen is because people either want to do it alone or once they start, they started off with people that they just keep on crashing and fighting and they're not able to make decisions together. You need a team that God places and unites and brings together and that every single one of you are able to just dream together and it becomes a fun, exciting environment that you're like excited to go and plan with these people. I love working with the White Toe team. And this is something we talk about a lot that we're so excited to work alongside each other because we're family, we're friends. We are doing ministry and we are planning, but honestly, we're having fun along the way. A lot of our meetings, we even have to say as we begin our meetings, no joking today. Let's not, like we have to say, let's not laugh so much this time. We end up always breaking that rule and we end up laughing and going longer than we expect. And a meeting that, but our meetings are not just like, this is what we're doing. What color? Blue. Okay, let's keep going. Our meetings are about fun and relationship. And we, we pray for each other. We pray for different circumstances. We, we try to be vulnerable with each other. Honestly, I love the White Toe team. I love the team that God has placed me in and all of us to be even part of a White Toe. So what is the team that God is placing in your life? What are those Barnabas that God is that you need in order to create that event? Start building a team. Start building a team of people that are like-minded, that are going to be passionate, that are going to be reliable, that are going to be really all in with you. Or we're talking about marriage. Is your partner the person that you're really supposed to marry? 
Do you feel that peace from God that he or she is the right person? Do you really see yourself doing the rest of your life with him or with her? And if the answer is like, I'm not too sure, maybe you need to talk about it together and talk to your mentor about it. But it's important who you choose. The person that you choose will definitely shape and radically alter the way you live life. So it's important you make this decision right. And your coworkers, I know that I've heard a lot of stories of hard work environments of people competing with each other and and being gossip and envious. And that's not a good job environment. How can you create your job environment to be better? To understand even if, you know, I want to be successful in my job, but I need my coworkers. And even if everyone is competing and trying to push each other down, why don't you go in and work next week, next Monday, and just start off new and say, these are the people that are going to be doing life together, and we need to work together well to accomplish this. So who are the people that God is placing in your life to do life together, to do, to accomplish, to really be with you in the hard times and the difficult times, and to really accomplish what God has been placing in your life? So think about it. So your mentor, you already wrote it down. Second one, Barnabas. Write down a couple of friends, a couple of names that people that you can really rely on. Or maybe write down, if you're in, in a job, write down a couple of names of people that you know that you don't have a great relationship with. That maybe a while back you drank his coffee by accident and now you can't even see him in at work because he hates you. What are some relationships that you can rebuild to have a better work environment? Number three is a Timothy. And a Timothy, just write down, is a mentee. So the first one was a mentor, but this is a mentee, someone that now it's your turn to give back. And I know you, you're like, I need a mentor. I need help. I'm not ready to give back to someone but the truth is there is a lot of knowledge that you have there's a lot of people out there that God is going to place in your life that might need information that you already know one of the things that I love doing um, with the youth is to talk to them about school about university I remember when I was applying to universities I was super confused I didn't know about scholarships. I didn't know about ACTs. I didn't know about anything. I th I'm so grateful I didn't miss any of the deadlines, but I didn't know any of that. And now when I talk to you that are about to graduate seniors in high school, I tell them, go to apply to this university scholarship, apply to this university. This is how you're going to take your ACTs. I help them because there's information that I wish someone would have told me. So I know you don't have it all figured out. I don't have it all figured out. But there's some things that we can help the next generation. And maybe really invest in the life of someone. Be like, I want to help you. I want to listen to you. The same way that you're going to feel at peace and so grateful that you have someone to listen to you with your mentor. Wouldn't it be good knowing that you're doing the same for someone else that's even younger or barely trying to understand? So who are those people that you're really 
they're going to be mentoring. And if you're in church, usually it's, you know, it happens in church, you, in your life group, in your Bible studies. But who are those people that God is placing in your life that you can invest in? So these were the three types of people. The Bible says that you should love your neighbor as you love yourself. If you can love your neighbor, you cannot work with your neighbor. If you're not able to work with the team, if you're like, that's why I don't like people. I'd rather do everything alone. I will do this event on my own. I will I will do life alone. I don't need to get married. That's why I want to be a sing, uh, uh, my own boss because I don't like working with people. It's going to be a very hard life. If your attitude is, I just don't want to work with people. Granted, there's a lot of people out there that are difficult to work with. Not denying that. But God calls us to love our neighbor. And what that means is the person that's closest to you. The person that's literally next to you. Whatever next step in your life is, if you're planning an event, if you're going to get married, in a job, school, whatever it is, you're going to need people. And when you start loving them and knowing how to work better with them, you'll be better. And so I wanted to end by giving three quick tips on how to be a better team player. I'm not going to get into detail with them. You can write them down and then just meditate on them. But I just want you to write them down. Number one, demonstrate respect. Every person deserves respect. So treat others with respect. Treat others with love and respect. Number two, trust and be trusted. Trust is one of those things that people will always appreciate. That if they can really trust you, they will work with you. So learn to trust others. Learn to believe in others. And that way they will believe in you. That when you say something, they will know, oh, he said this. He's going to do it. Number three. Provide feedback with an impact. If you're going to work with other people, it's important that you you be honest. And you provide feed. Like, your comments should not be to destroy, but to help them become better. And yes, give them feedback. Tell them, hey, you did this. This is how you were doing it. But I'm not trying to put you down. I'm just I just want to help you become better with the positive impact. Constructive criticism. I think the best friends are those who tell the other person, hey, you have something in your tooth. Because that person is going to go the rest of their day with a piece of food in their teeth and no, and everyone else is going to laugh at them. And you being your friend, you could have done something. So be a good friend and just be honest and help each other feel better. But do it in the right way. And this will take, you know, time to learn how to do this better. So look into this. How can you talk to someone without hurting them and just being honest at the same time number four receive feedback with grace and dignity it's we're talking about being honest with each other and 
receiving feedback, providing feedback. So it's important that you're able to say things, but it's also important that you're able to receive it. One of the hardest things about working with others is that they're going to tell us things that maybe we don't want to hear. If it's just us working by ourselves, we can say good things about ourselves always. But when someone else says, hey, I think you're doing this a bit wrong, a bit better if you do this. Sometimes we don't want to hear that we're wrong. Maybe even if even if we are wrong, we don't want to hear it. But it's important that we receive that feedback with grace and dignity and say, thank you. Let me think about it. Maybe I can be better in that. Number five, show appreciation. If you're in a team, you're not meant to just work together. You're not just meant to be like, oh, do this, do that, do this. It's not about task. It's about relationship. About but There are people in their friendships. So appreciate. Show that you care, that you are they're part of your team. And this is one of the love languages, showing them through words of affirmation, showing them through gifts, showing them through, I don't know how your what your love language is, but show them appreciation. And if you're getting married, I mean, your wife is your partner. That's your team. And appreciate her. Appreciate him. Every so often, give him a gift. Do something that you know him or her are going to really like. And if you're doing ministry, don't get so caught up on doing the event that you forget the people that you're doing it with. I think that was a good phrase. Don't get so caught up on doing the event that you forget who you're doing it with. Appreciate them. Love them. And if you're in the workplace, if you have a very hostile relationship with your coworkers, show a little appreciation. Next day, show up with tacos or something and sandwiches or pizza and just, just say, hey, I appreciate you all for being in my life or working together with me. And those little acts of kindness might start breaking and shifting the atmosphere in your job place. Number six, overcome your fear of confrontation and conflict. It's going to be hard working with a team and it's going to be hard when things are not going the right way. But it's important to talk about these things. It's important to address things that can eventually become bigger. The reason I'm saying this is because if you really are planning an event, a youth event, things are going to come along the way. And you need to be honest and say, hey, I'm feeling like this. I don't want this to be something that can ruin this in the long run. Because if you hold it in, it might just become bigger. And this applies to marriage as well. Be honest with your spouse. Tell him or tell her, I just don't feel good about this. And even it's going to create conflict that's going to be needed to keep growing. Number seven, create team cultures. This is so important. What kind of culture of a team are you creating? Are you creating a youth event and you're getting your team ready? What kind of a, what is the culture they're going to be starting? A culture where there's going to be respect, a culture where there's going to be fun, a culture where every no one leaves no one behind, a culture where everyone supports each other. And once you create that culture, everyone would see that and understand that and be like, okay, I'm part of this. And the culture here is out of respect. Okay, I understand that. 
I want to do that too. Create a culture. And in your workplace, create a culture of friendliness, of non-competition, of a culture of like, let's work together and not against each other. In your marriage, culture of love, culture of respect, culture of honesty. I don't know, but sit down and say, what is the culture that we're really creating for a family? So think about these seven things and, and think about those three different people that in your life, what are some things that you're missing? Who are the people that God is placing before you? And I want you to, and we want to end this podcast just simply by saying, it's not a bad thing to ask for help. It's not a bad thing to need people. It's not a bad thing to want to have that need inside of you to want to be with others. And maybe right now you feel lonely because you don't have friends and you're like, this is such a great podcast, creating something together. But the truth is I feel alone. I feel lonely. I don't have a Paul. I don't have a Barnabas. And I don't have, definitely don't have a Timothy. Don't feel bad for wanting to have relationships that's who that's why we were created for that's why this whole thing is about teamwork understanding that we were created to be part of a team created to be part of a community so i wanted to tell you first of all if you want to create an event if you want to do anything be humble enough to say i need people and it's not a bad thing and number two if you're listening to this podcast and this whole podcast has just made you realize that you do need people in your life. If you feel alone, feel lonely, feel without friends, without anyone that can really hear you. I want to tell you that you're not alone. That God loves you. God is with you right now in that car, in that room, in that school, wherever that wherever you are that you're listening. And he loves you. And he wants to have a relationship with you. That you're not meant to do this life alone. Yes, you will look for, yes, you need a mentor. And yes, you need people that will do life with you. And then, and yes, it's great that you were able to mentor someone. But most important, the relationship that we all need in this life is a relationship with God. It's Jesus in our lives. That's what changes everything. That's what makes, that's, if you don't have that relationship, it's going to be really hard to take the next steps into your purpose. Because you will always be longing for relationships and other people that would always let you down. So the question is, do you have a Paul? Do you have a Barnabas? Do you have a Timothy? But more importantly, do you have a relationship with God? And are you ready to take the next step and say, I'm not created to do life alone. I need him. And if you do, can you pray with us in this moment? So if you can, can we close your eyes? God, we understand that we're not created to be alone. You want us to be part of a community that you create us to be connected to each other. 
but to person that we really need to be connected with this is you help us really be humble enough to say we fight our our own desires to be so strong and be like i don't need anyone i can do everything on my own and just humble ourselves and realize that we need others and more importantly that we need you help us and we forgive forgive us of our sins we accept you as our lord and savior and God, I pray for all those people in their jobs that they can create better job relationships for all those marriages that they're going to start, that they choose the right person, that they can live life together. And all those new events and new conferences and youth, youth ministries are, are going to be starting and, and throughout this year is that, they, that you create the perfect team, a team that is united and just worships you and that they're able to do everything according to your will. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. We're so happy that you prayed this with us and and if you make this prayer look for a church now you understand that you it's better to be together you're not meant to be alone they need a mentor you need people to do life with you you need people to just keep growing and so if you really took the step look for a church i love that now we live in an era where you can google um church near me and a lot of churches will pop up or go to our website and send us a message and we will love to plug you in and connect you to a church. Thank you for listening. Join the vision.